The content found on thebestdayever.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Lucian Gauthier, and I am here with Dave Asprey, also known as the Bulletproof Executive. His podcast has just hit number one under the health category on iTunes, and it's a real pleasure to have you here today, Dave Asprey. You're going to be speaking at the upcoming Longevity Now conference, February 7th to February 9th. We're almost sold out. There's a few tickets available. We're almost at that 1,500-person mark. This event's going to be hosted by David Wolf. We've got amazing speakers such as Dave Asprey, Dr. Joseph McCullough, Dr. William Davis, Dr. Aubrey DeGray. We've got a whole cornucopia of educated speakers ready to transmit their latest cutting-edge research to you. And Dave, you really focused on upgrading your operating system, your health, not only your physical health, but also your brain health, your sleep, all aspects of nutrition and health. And you've had a real impact on people. That's exactly what it's about. Uh, something a little bit different than you know, just optimal health, even something like that, because some of what I want to do, I just, I don't want to be just healthy. I want to be much better than healthy. I want to be more resilient than average. So the whole goal of the Bulletproof Executive is to look at every technology, every technique from traditional medical things all the way to meditation or neurofeedback and then apply those to the goal of performing better at whatever it is that you do. For me, I'm a dad. I'm also an entrepreneur. So I want to be good at both of those things, but the techniques apply just as well for anyone for whatever they're doing. And Dave, I think our listeners would really love to hear how you got started into personal development, health, fitness. What was the catalyst that got you from an executive in Silicon Valley to now really one of the trend-setting personalities in health and personal development? Well, it's more accurate that I started out as a hacker in Silicon Valley. <laughs> so I'm a computer guy. I started out as an entrepreneur. In fact, I'm the first guy to sell anything over the internet. I sold caffeine t-shirts out of my dorm room back in the early 90s before anyone else had sold something. So I look at everything as a really complex system because when you're dealing with the internet, you really have to pay attention to so many different variables that you don't control that you start realizing that you can manage a system even if you don't know every little thing about it. In my mid-20s, the company I worked for went public and I became for a brief period very wealthy. And at the same time, I weighed 300 pounds. It was not a very comfortable time. I'd been fat as a teenager and I'd tried to lose weight so many times. I'd gained it and lost it and gained it and lost it, never losing enough, but always losing 25 or 40 pounds and then it would just come magically back. And after 18 months of working out really, really hard, Six hours, sorry, six times a week for an hour and a half a day. I still hadn't lost any weight and I realized I was eating less than all of my thin friends and something didn't make sense. And at that time I started getting brain fog. My brain stopped working a lot of the time. So my doctors couldn't help me and I decided that I would do the research and I would solve this myself. I literally would hack my own body. So I spent about four years 
studying this and spending some of my small fortune that was soon to disappear anyway on about $300,000 worth of upgrades for myself. So I saw all kinds of specialists. I became the uh, president of an anti-aging nonprofit group called the Silicon Valley Health Institute. And I did so many other things that I realized I benefited. I got my brain back. In fact, I improved the way my brain worked to the point that I'm much more able to focus now at 41 than I was at 25. And throughout all of this, I kind of would share this with friends and I saw a lot of amazing results. And I decided the right thing to do would be to share this. About three years ago, I started writing some of what I'd learned and it turns out people really wanted to read the blog and I started getting feedback from people whose lives were just transformed in like a week or two when they just would do the right things in the right order. So magically now the blog has become a very, very successful and just so many people come there. It still is a, a massive source of free information and the podcast that goes with it, the Bulletproof Executive has hit the number one status on iTunes in the health category. So I'm really grateful for all the the support. And my goal has always been to just make sure that people have access to the information about what works. If I'd had this information when I was 16, my whole life would have been different. I would have suffered a lot less and I wouldn't have spent 15 years upgrading myself. And Dave, to be honest, when I was doing this interview, I expected you to be like this gung-ho, rah-rah, bulletproof exec, CEO type of personality. And I hadn't listened to any of your podcasts or your audio, so I didn't really know what to expect. But Talking with you now, you're very, very mellow, you're approachable, you're easy to listen to, you're really a calm personality, much different than what I expected. Oh, thanks, Lucian. Uh, that that means a lot. The Silicon Valley lifestyle is pretty darn high tech, and it's high stress. It, it's actually really sometimes just over the top because you have this constant just drive for financial success, and people are figuring out ways to work more and more hours. And certainly I've done that. I've burned out my adrenal glands probably more than once. But what you realize over time, at least if you're on the kind of path that I'm on, is that you can still perform at those levels, but you don't have to do it out of fear or greed and that you can literally rewrite that software part of, of your brain so that you can still do what you want to get done. You just don't have to be stressed about it. What I learned is that doing that Learning how to thrive in a stressful environment only works when your biology is working at its optimal. So how do you turn your brain on all the way? Because if you're going to be in a stressful situation, you don't want to be doing it with your brain only firing on half of its cylinders. And that's what I've been doing my whole life was not feeding myself properly. Once I got the food down, magically, it was easier to do the brain training. And I've done a program called 40 Years of Zen. I bring some of my executive coaching clients through it with me where we train the brain to be in the same state as someone who's done between 20 and 40 years of daily Zen practice. This is one of the reasons that I can be calm in just about any situation. And I, I found that I've got a kind of inner peace that really fuels my performance in a way that that I didn't understand was possible when I was a younger entrepreneur. All right, awesome. Let's talk about upgrading our operating system, specifically our physical body. What are some of the upgrades that we can do nutritionally, food-wise? And let's walk through sort of two groups of people. The first group of people, let's say, eat fast food maybe once or twice a week. They cook from home, maybe rarely if ever. 
What are some of the things they can do? How can they really take advantage of some of your understandings? And then the second group of people, the people that are really health conscious, what are some of the upgrades they can do that maybe they haven't thought of before? Wow. That first group of people is is in trouble because the nature of our food, especially our fast food, has changed over the last 30 years, but especially over the last 10. There's a lot of stuff in there that frankly isn't food. And if you are doing that and you want to be a high performer, I don't think you have much chance. It's not impossible. There are a few examples of people who appear to be able to eat anything and you know, completely pay attention and feel good and not get sick and not be fat. Of course, most of those people, if they keep doing it, they end up just hitting a wall at some point, usually in their mid-30s, mid-40s, uh, and then suddenly it doesn't work anymore. And they have to undo the damage they've done. What I recommend for people is increase the amount of saturated fat in your diet, which is going to probably raise a few eyebrows from people hearing this. But there is enormous data that says some kinds of fat make you fat and some kinds of fat don't make you fat. They actually make you thin. I've been eating around 70% of my calories from fat for the past six or seven years. My first book is about epigenetics and what you can do before and during pregnancy, both as a man and a woman, in order to have kids with higher IQs and kids with fewer autoimmune conditions. And the core of that program, which is based on 1,300 references, is the same thing. Eat more of the right kinds of fat and eat less toxins. So if you're eating the standard American diet and you're eating fast food on a regular basis, you can make a few tweaks. One is add more healthy fat because you're getting a lot of unhealthy fat. You might as well balance that out. The easiest place to get this, there's two of them actually, is butter and coconut oil. And the butter should be from grass-fed cows. Don't worry, it's not expensive. It's $3 for a double stick of that kind of butter at almost any grocery store in the U.S. And the most available one is a brand called Kerrygold Butter. It's Irish butter. So... When you suddenly do this, what you're going to find is your food cravings go down dramatically. That's amazing because food cravings are what cause you to go out and, and get more fast food over and over. You'll also find that you want less sugar, but you're still going to run into some problems because you're eating bad oils. And as long as you go to the fast food place, you'll be getting these omega-6 oils. They're called seed oils, things like vegetable oil or canola oil or soy oil, corn oil. Those things cause inflammation, they slow your brain down, they make you fat, they contribute to heart disease, and they have no place in the diet of a thinking person. So you may not be ready to give those up. So what else could you do? You could give up gluten. Gluten causes so much obesity, so many autoimmune conditions like arthritis, and it also affects your brain negatively and it makes you dumb, causes profound food cravings. And I don't believe it's ethical to feed gluten to children at all. So those are some ideas for the fast food guys. On the other side of things, people who are already paying attention to their health, I've tried a lot of stuff. Being a hacker and a self-experimenter and someone in the quantified self-movement, I was a raw vegan for quite a while. In fact, about, let's say, six months and then another six months of being a raw omnivore. And the reason I quit being a raw vegan was that it was making me sick. I did lose weight and I got this huge mental clarity and I felt so good. But then my teeth started to hurt. My brain didn't work as well. I got allergic to a lot of foods I had never been allergic to before. 
And I've had literally dozens of people on the forums on Bulletproof Executive talk about how they were nearly disabled by being raw vegans. I've gotten to the point now where I don't believe that a vegan diet uh, is a sustainable thing for humans, particularly from a fertility and a hormonal perspective. So what we want to do for people who are already performing well is start paying attention to anti-nutrients in food. A great example there, kale shakes. Kale is full of oxalic acid, which is tied to a whole host of health problems. You can get rid of this problem by putting calcium in the water when you cook your kale and cooking it. But a raw kale smoothie is going to hurt your thyroid function and it can contribute to these acid crystals, oxalic acid crystals that can form anywhere in your body that's free calcium. One of the conditions that it contributes to is a condition behind painful sex in women that is just incredibly painful. And there's no reason for people to be eating huge amounts of raw kale. It, it's actually not beneficial. You can get the nutrients after you cook it and remove the toxins. It's those little tweaks. I don't like life to be that complex, but understanding those things is really important. The way that I've gone about sharing that, that sort of knowledge is the Bulletproof Diet. If you go to bulletproofdietbook.com, it's free. You can download a professionally designed infographic that has thousands of data points all boiled down into a simple thing that says, try and eat more of this and less of this. It's all ranked in order from this stuff is really good, not inflammatory. It works. It has the right kinds of fat, et cetera, to the other end of the infographic, which says you really should avoid these if at all possible. It's not about being perfect. It's about just making each decision a little bit better than it used to be. When you do that, even if you're already pretty darn healthy, you can reach that level of high performance that you probably don't know is available. So we've got performance, enhanced performance on one side, and then we've got sleep, rest, rejuvenation on the other side. And you explain how you can get that same quality of rejuvenation and quality of sleep, not necessarily by sleeping more, but by sleeping better. One of the things that's always been a challenge for me in Silicon Valley is that there are too many fun things to do. And there's also a lot of work. So I decided a long time ago when I was hacking my health that I need time to study, uh, understand metabolic processes, understand hormones. I also have this really successful career. How do I balance it out? And I realized that if I could, without harming myself, get an extra hour or two to study, that it would be a good idea. So I started looking at ways to sleep more effectively. It's not about sleeping more or less. When someone says sleep eight hours a night, it doesn't work if your sleep quality is poor. It's much better to sleep five hours a night with perfect sleep quality than it is to sleep eight hours of poor quality sleep. So just like with food where quality matters, with sleep quality matters as well. So by the time you publish this, we'll have a brand new infographic that summarizes all of my writing on sleep. It's going to be free on bulletproofexec.com. I would recommend people check that out. In the meantime, go there and check out Sleep Hacking. There's multiple articles. But the short version of all of this is that the world's biggest study on sleep, which was about 1.2 million people, showed that the people who sleep six and a half hours a night live longer than people who sleep eight hours a night, which is pretty shocking. It, it doesn't mean sleeping less causes you to live longer, but it means people who are healthier need less sleep. And what I do 
every night is I optimize my sleep environment and I teach my clients to do this as well. My clients tend to be CEOs and hedge fund managers and, and very busy business people who are trying to get a little bit more of their life back so they can use their life for whatever they want. Usually it's for family stuff. So what do you do? Get out some of that black electrical tape that's 99 cents a roll at the local store and find every LED in your bedroom and tape over it. Or better yet, unplug whatever the device is so you get less EMF in your room. Just sleeping in a perfectly black room can transform the quality of your sleep because your skin has light receptors on it. And especially the blue or white LEDs absolutely destroy sleep quality. We did not evolve to sleep under lights and it messes with our underlying biology. I also use heart rate variability with my clients. This is a measure of the space between each heartbeat and Using a training device, uh, there's a, an app that's a $2 right now um, called HRV Sense that you can download on your iPhone. It works with a $60 heart rate strap, and that can teach you to know when your body is stressed, and it can also teach you to help turn it down. I also carry a couple other devices, including those from the HeartMath Institute on the Bulletproof site. Those devices train you to turn off your fight or flight because a lot of people lay down for bed and then their mind races. And the part of their nervous system responsible for keeping them from getting eaten by a tiger starts worrying. So instead of sleeping, they worry or they wake up in the middle of the night worrying. There are techniques you can learn in 10 minutes a day that teach you to totally turn that off. I also say dim the lights before you go to sleep. Install software on your computer that will turn down the brightness and get rid of some of the blue spectrum of light because you don't make melatonin for up to four hours after you last look at that screen on your iPad before you go to sleep. The white light turns off melatonin. It tells your body it's the middle of the day and your body believes it. So there's literally dozens of things like that you can do. They're all small changes and they all provide results that are kind of surprising. And of course, you track the results using either software on your phone or a monitor on your bed. Dave, you really seem like you're the type of guy that likes to get specific measurements. You want to see exactly what's going on. Where do you stand in terms of testing? Do you test your blood? Do you test your hormone levels? What kind of testing do you do? Do you recommend getting, you know, like our hormone levels tested, testosterone for men, progesterone for women? What's your kind of take on that? Since about 2000, so this is going on almost 15 years when I started biohacking, I've been getting my data regularly with anti-aging physicians. So I look at about 80 different variables at least once a year. And if that's within reason for you and you're listening to this, it's worth doing. And even if you have to save for it, when you're 30 or say around 30, but 30 is best, get a full hormone panel that tells you your testosterone and your estrogen and estradiol and progesterone and DHEA and things like that. The reason you want this is that when you're 35 and your sexual performance starts to change and you start realizing that you're getting a little bit older because your hormones are declining, you'll be able to go into an anti-aging position and say, could you please make my hormones look like they did when I was 30? My goal is that when I'm 107, I want to have the hormones of the 30-year-old me, except I was fat and unhealthy when I was 30, so I don't even want those hormones. But I want the hormones of a healthy 30-year-old. And I do take testosterone. I'm 41 today. I don't take the kind you inject that we all think of 1970s weightlifters as using, uh, I take the same kind of testosterone that my body makes because I naturally make less now that I'm 41 than I did when I was 30 or 20. It helps with brain function. It helps with 
body composition. It helps with zest for life. And as the chairman of the Silicon Valley Health Institute, which has been for 20 years now, bringing in anti-aging researchers to give lectures to the public, it is so well established that that proper hormonal therapy for men and women improves quality of life and length of life that I find it almost laughable when people say, Dave, you use testosterone. Oh, no. It's like, of course I do. Like, honestly, why don't you? If you look at what happens to your brain when you don't have it, you would be on it, too. So, you know, you don't want to abuse drugs. You don't want to get some sort of unfair sporting advantage if you're a professional athlete. But if you're a non-professional athlete, yes, you do want the testosterone sporting advantage. It's called getting hurt less as you age. That's important. Dave, I think your demeanor, your whole way of approaching health, your delivery, our participants are going to really love you. And for those listening, the Longevity Now conference takes place February 7th, February 9th. That's all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, starting from the morning on Friday, going to the late evening on Sunday. We also have a master's workshop on the Monday afterwards with David Wolf. Those three days, plus the master's workshop, if you're interested, we're going to have over 1,500 people. I think last I checked, we were at like 14-something in terms of ticket sales, and the max capacity is 1,500. So if you listen to this podcast or you listen to this audio interview and you see the link below for purchasing a ticket, try clicking it. Hopefully, we have a few tickets left by the time you hear this interview. Otherwise, this is a sold-out event that's featuring speakers such as Dr. Mercola, David Asprey, David Wolf, Dr. Aubrey DeGray, and we've got a great, great speaker in Dr. William Davis, who you mentioned before about wheat belly, the dangers of gluten, and that's just going to be a phenomenal presentation. Oh, he's a friend. That guy is just a treasure trove of information on the dangers of bread, gluten, wheat, that whole thing. Uh, just to support what you're saying, if all you did was hear Dr. Davis speak, you would be getting the value for your ticket. Uh, he is an absolute gem of knowledge uh, and, and well worth your time just for that one speaker. Yeah, he's amazing. And what you said earlier about, you know, being negligent or not being a good parent, giving your kid gluten. I just had the experience a few weeks ago of one of a, a family member of ours gave the tiniest piece of bread to our 14 month old daughter. And, you know, my girlfriend literally flipped her lid and I thought, oh, it's not that bad. It's just a little crumb. It's like what you give a bird. And then after I read the book Wheat Belly, I thought, wow, we didn't flip our lids enough on that. <laughs> I mean, lifelong autoimmune conditions, if things aren't right, you know, genetically, and there's no way to know right now. So, yeah, there's just no excuse for giving it to kids. At least wait till they're old enough to have a fighting chance. Yeah, it's going to be amazing having him speak at the event. And we're really excited to have you speaking in our event. So what are you going to be talking about? What are you going to be sharing with our listeners? What are some of the gems you're going to share with our audience? I'm going to talk about the set of things you can do to influence epigenetics. Epigenetics is the science about how what you do in your environment affects which of your genes are turned on or turned off. And it turns out that even your level of stress and the things that you think about, your emotions influence your genes and what you eat influences your genes and the toxins and the amount of light. So I'll go through sort of the idea of epigenetics and I'm going to explain the things you can do to hack the world around you and change the expression of your genes and upgrade the quality of your life and the quality of your thinking and the quality of your consciousness. All right, fantastic. And you're going to be joining us February 7th through February 9th at the Hyatt Regency in Orange County, California. That's just south of Los Angeles. We also have the Master's Workshop the Monday after the event. You can click below to get more information on that. And Dave Asprey's website is www.bulletproofexec.com. That's bulletproofexec.com, bulletproofexec.com. He's got a great blog, a great set of resources there for you. And he's going to be joining and sharing with us February 7th through February 9th. Pick up your ticket now. 
We're very close to sold out, so try clicking on that link. We may or may not have tickets. We're right at about 1,500 people, and that's the max limit for this event. This event's hosted by David Wolf. We've got some great speakers, Dr. Arby DeGray, Dave Asprey, Dr. Joseph Mercola, Dr. William Davis. We've got amazing vendors who are going to be at this event. We've got the Tonic Bar, world-famous Tonic Bar, creating some of the most amazing elixirs for you. And Dave Asprey, your website and your podcast just hit number one on the health category in iTunes. So congratulations on that. You're really reaching people. Uh, about three million downloads so far and growing. That's amazing. What do you think it is that kind of precipitated this overwhelming response and all the interest that you've been able to generate in just a pretty short period of time? Is it just one thing? Is it the coffee? Is it just one thing that you've been kind of talking about or is it something else? I don't think it was just one thing. It was consistent performance and just in fact i started the podcast and the blog while i was a vice president at a big silicon valley uh, security company you know internet security kind of thing the antivirus on your computer and i launched this blog and did an enormous amount of writing and just shared a lot of information and just kept doing it and there's a lot of a lot of people who start health blogs but it gets discouraging because there's so much so much stuff out there right now that I think people finally started uh, just coming back because they realized that there was new stuff coming out every week that was that was consistently useful and that they hadn't always heard somewhere else. Uh, I don't I don't think there's one one event I can say that that made everything happen uh, other than uh, um, perhaps I did get a big boost in traffic after I went on the Joe Rogan show. So this was a, an audience of, of guys who are really focused on performance and all. And when I was on that show they heard some things like about how to use salt to increase performance that they'd never heard and it worked. So they started coming back and I'm, I'm really grateful uh, to Joe for that. <laughs> 